going on, people? This is live after hours in the man cave with your host Terry Wiggs. There you go, host Mark Kane. Go, host Mark Kane. Man, first and foremost, the game. Two games on yesterday. First game. We're going to start with the Denver Nuggets, Portland Trailblazers. How do you feel about that game? I feel like the Denver Nuggets had the game won. They was up by 17 points going into halftime. I thought everybody got it going early. I thought Gary Harris played a good role. Jamal Murray. Uh, also, Nikolai Jokic. I thought they was getting it going early, feeding the big man inside, getting other guys involved. When you look that, later on down the stretch into that game, with the Portland Trailblazers, what they did, CJ McCullough knew he had a mismatch on Torrey Craig. Told Cole, man, give me the ball, man. This guy cannot guard me. Trust and believe that. And I like, and I like what he, I like what he did because Damian Lillard didn't have a good shooting night. You know, three for 17 percent, and he didn't force yeah, anything. Was a- I'm, the one thing he did put his niche into the game. He had ten rebounds and eight assists. To go along with 13 points. Now, Marcus, if there was any other player that had an off night, they would still be enforcing him, all right? Yeah, they would still jacked him up for sure. <laughs> and, you know, he played, uh, like you said, he just kind of let the game come to him. We saw Dane, I mean, CJ was had that mismatch, like you said, and he just kind of let the, he did what a good player should do. Just let the game come to you. If there's somebody else on, you know, let, you know, let them, Get their rocks off, pretty much. Right, because say that was Russell Westbrook or Kyrie Irving. When them guys are off, they off. They still be trying to force shots. And David said, you know what? I'm going to let the game come to me. Like you said, let the game come to him. Other guys start picking up the slack. CJ McCullough go off with 37 points, 17 between that shooting, 59%. Man, forget on fire. Hey, you know you can go outside and you start to, to grill up, you put the charcoal in. You let, the, you let the charcoal sit there and turn white. He was that much on fire. He was cold hot. I mean, <laughs> and the reason I would say he was cold hot, you, you mean you can that 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 grill will be going for almost probably about another five hours before you put the fire the fire out. That's how hot he was. He was cold hot. I mean, but, but, but to me, how they definitely won this game. CJ McCollum definitely was a big issue to the game. But the reason I'm going to say how they won this game easily, I thought they got great minutes from Evan Turner, who gave you 14 points and seven boards. The, the changing point of the game was Zach Collins. I knew the game was over. This is funny because I'm about, you know, this, this is the changing point. When Zach Collins got open for a three-pointer on the wing. Oh, yeah. Okay, I remember this play. Okay. That was a huge shot because at that time, that put Portland up by two, I think. I think that put them up 94-92. I said, yep, that's the game changer. I said, the only, I, look, don't get me wrong, I did pick Denver to win this series. Now, I, we'll piggyback on it, and I'm going to be a man about my words. I picked Denver to win this series. I picked Houston to win this series. The reason I picked Denver to win this series, okay, they got to go home. They got they got the home crowd behind them, 5,282 feet above sea level. These guys laid the egg. Paul Millsap laid the egg. I mean, what Paul Millsap did, I said, for them to win, he got to give you 17. 
Paul Millsap had 10 points, 7 rebounds. We don't need that. We don't need that. You need, you need all your guys to come and play. And one thing I'm going to say with Portland, what Denver did wrong, they went on a, on, on a, on a, on a scoreless streak. Couldn't score a basket in four minutes. That is the epiphany of a young team trying to get over hurdles. And just a reminder, this team going to be hungry. They might be back next year. They're the fourth youngest team in the NBA. So they got a lot to build True. on. They got a lot to build on. They can't look at this as a, a disappointing season. For a certain right, the team, the future is get, bright for them. Yeah, the, the future is bright. And you talk about all these guys are still on rookie contracts. Now the hardest thing is to do: how do you go pay all these guys when that time when that time come? Now, looking at what their coach did with the guys, that like I said, maybe we don't know what Michael Porter Jr. holds in the future for these guys. Now, if he come back and be the player that he say he was when he was at Missouri, then you're talking about a whole totally different animal. But Marcus, I got to do it, man. Nikolai uh, no, Jokic. Not the donut guy yet. We ain't get to him yet. But Nick, <laughs> Nikolai, Nikolai Jokic in this series blew two crucial free throws. He proven they had one in the quadruple overtime. All he had to do was hit the two free throws and they won the game. He blew the two free throws the other night. All he had to do was hit two, two of the free throws to put them down by one. That right there, he has to work mm-hmm. on. And that's what you call he need that clutch gene. And one thing I said, there's nothing more than when you go to that free throw line with 10 seconds left, the whole faith is in your hands, the person shooting the free throw. That's what I said. I always practice the 15-footer is the lost art of the game. And, and people say, now I see what I'm now I see what Mateo is talking about. That is 15 feet. No defense. You got the home crowd on the right. side. They're going to be quiet. He went up there and choked. Two. This is what the team is not talking about. They're not talking about this on ESPN, CBS, all this stuff, and Fox Sports. But we are talking about it right here after I was live in the Man Cave. The 15 footers are lost. Art. They cannot knock, people cannot knock down free throws in clutch gang situations. I always circle that. The one thing I always circle, free throws is a is a bit factor to win games. If you lose the game by one point, all you're just gonna look at the free throw discrepancy. Oh, we were 17 for 25 in the free throw line. But you missed out one or two to put your team over the hump. Like I said, young team. I thought what they did early. Jamal Murray in the fourth quarter, he didn't do nothing. They got like four points. He went cold. Gary Harris got locked up. Like I said, what CJ McCullough did was was awesome. He had the, as he said, he brown. He said he had the brown style block, the ultimate chase. Like he said he wasn't high enough, but he said it was there. He said he want. He said he want to put. He want a picture of that one. So is that shot right. fired <laughs> at Iggy? That's how I took. I said shots is fired. These guys is ready because I all. <laughs> And I always say I thought Portland had the best backcourt in the league because they could do a little bit more. Both they guys are both them guys play defense. You get enough from Steph, but you don't get like how you get from CJ and Dane. But you get it from Clay. But the whole thing about right. this team, the Portland Trailblazers, Mo Harkless. If you want to, if y'all want to win, you can't give me six points and five rebounds. You just squeak by with a win. Afro Camino got to step up three points and three rebounds. That's not enough if you're going to play the Warriors. I thought Ennis Kettner, he's going to be the X factor going into the next series. If Ennis Kettner can play like he did in this series, now you're talking about a whole totally different ball game. Damn, Randy Hood got hurt. Can he come back? But guess what, Marcus? I got to do it. Uh-oh. Now we got to do it. So we got a donut guy. This is Steph Curry. 
So we get a Curry to Curry brother matchup. If they want to win, he has to hit. I would love to see that matchup. To go out there and guard your brother one time, this is no, this is the ultimate bragging rights in the <laughs> right, Curry household. Sure. This is the ultimate bragging Curry rights in the because household. You know the whole family gonna be at the game. The <laughs> whole family. Not, I ain't gonna say the whole family. The entire family is going to be there. Man, Steph got three rings. Little brush, little brush, trying to get his right now. Uh, everything goes playing like I said. Evan Turner played a, a hell of a game. Fourteen point seven rebounds. Just let you know, different guys got to step up. If they want to beat this Warriors team. This Warriors team right now is only playing with a seven-man rotation. Hmm. So I'm looking at this for the Portland Trailblazers. They got, they get, they won. Well, I thought they won. That was on the rebound. They got, they out rebounded the Nuggets, but they was a plus four. But I thought that the key was defensive rebounds. They had five steals. But both these teams shot horrible from the three-point line. The different Nuggets was shot 10%. You're not going to win games like that. When we say, Marky, you live by the three? You die by that three. So these dudes, these dudes went to hell. They ain't, they ain't dying, Marky. These dudes went to hell. They got roasted. They got burnt up. Portland Trailblazers shot. They, they, they was terrible, too. They shot 15%. But these guys got to elevate their game and take it on to the next level. So you was right. You picked Portland to win that series in seven. You called that one. I said, give me, I said, give me Denver in six. That series is done. Portland moves on to play the Golden State Warriors. When I look at the Toronto Raptors and Philadelphia 76ers, oh, my God. I'm let you – man, go ahead, Marcus. You start this one off, man. Man, start this one off. Man. Let the people know, man, how you feel about that game. I felt like Toronto was scared. Everybody took quite a It was just – they was petrified. As you would say, put Ooh, it. Horrified. Petrified. Petrified. Terrified. And Kawhi was like, you know what? I'll take all the shots. I'm cool. This is good money with me. I, I, I can go 17 for 50. But right. I'm going to get it done. And that buzzer would be there. Man, I never seen nothing quite like it. I mean, it hit every part of the rim you can think of. And then dropped in and, and Boohoo. Boohoo has a lot of sports drilling, dude. Ooh, Man, I, I ain't gonna make fun of Brian. You know he put he put a tremendous effort throughout the season, and for it to end that way, it gotta be heartbreaking. But for as much smack you be talking, man, man. <laughs> he broke down like an old Ford. You know what Ford stands for? Found on the road, dead. <laughs> he sure did. So I don't know what Toronto gonna do this next because if they get performances like they did from the they backup guys. Like, were they scared to shoot? Giannis and uh, the Bucks going to run right through. It's going to be a stampede. Yeah. And what you said about this this Sixers game and Raptors game, I thought this game, man, when, he, when Kawhi, first of all, that game when he shot, when he shot that ball, that's only something you see in Hollywood. That ball bounced up probably another foot in the air, like off the rim. So I'm looking like, man, there ain't no way he going to hit this. The ball bounced up. In the air, came back down, bounced up again. The ball hit the rim four times. Then automatically just go in, nothing but net. The net didn't even move. The play I thought they was gonna run because I always see Toronto set this play up. They had Kyle Lowry at the top of the at the top of the uh, the key at the three pointer, sent another two feet away. I thought one the guy. I thought one. I thought uh, Mark Gasol was gonna come to the free throw line and set a pick so he can roll to his left and get the ball and get open and cut the lane for a floater. Not only they ran that play, they ran the play vice versa. 
So Kawhi Leonard, so you got you got uh, Kyle Lowry, he moves to the left. Kawhi Leonard come all the way across court. I mean, he's come all the way across court, come back and go right to his spot. Now, that defense where they was playing, first of all, you had a seven-footer Joel Embiid on, uh, on Kawhi Leonard, who was probably, what, 6'7". Do you have six foot eight to buy or six seven or six eight to Tobias Harris? Would they, they they should have beat him to his spot. They let him run to his spot, which I didn't understand. Nobody face guarded him. Somebody should be already over there anyway. He went right to his spot. He shot the ball comfortably. He didn't rush the shot. He took a, he took a shot that he normally take in the regular game. But the way that ball went up and went in the air and came down and went in, I said, "There's no way. There's no way." And the only person that should be eating a word right now about that Kawhi shot is Greg Popovich. The first thing Greg said, right. I don't know. He's, he's, he's not a vocal leader. He can't, he not, I don't think he can lead a team to a, to a, to a championship. So, look, wrong and wrong. Got him to the Eastern Conference Final. And, and I'll tell people, this is the same team, just without DeMar DeRozan. Right. Shrug DeMar DeRozan for Kawhi Leonard. And right. Things happen. I mean, like, they made it to the Conference before, but this time I think they got a legit shot at winning the Eastern Conference Finals. And that's a big difference from what they've been doing in the past. You know, because they ain't got LeBron in their way staring them down. You know, every every round they make, you know, they they looking to see what LeBron do. They don't got that this year. Right. And they got Kawhi. Right. Proving that he going to uh, overcome he have a bad shooting night. He don't care. He's going to keep putting shots up. <laughs> right. It took, it took Kawhi Leonard 39 shots to get 41 points, 16 for 39. So, okay, I can live with that because nobody else couldn't score. I thought Siakam had 11 points, 11 rebounds. He's rushing a lot of shots out there instead of taking his time. He's more he's more of a rim attacker. He's trying to shoot that three. I like when he attacks the rim, when he put that pressure on the defensive end for the defending team. Martin Gasol, this should get him involved more. I can't live with seven points in the next round and you got 11 boards. That's not going to happen going up against uh, a Brooke Lopez. Then you're looking at uh, Danny Green, who's not having a, a, a good series this round. Two points and four rebounds is not, not going to be enough to when you go out there and play the, the Milwaukee Bucks. Kyle Lowry, I thought he played. To me, I thought he had a good game. If they said, if you grade Kyle Lowry game between an A and an F, I'd give Kyle Lowry about a B minus. Yeah, I think I agree with that, you know, because he had that hand injury. <laughs> From based on the sideline reports, it sounded like both his hands was injured. Right. And he still came out and put a more of an effort than I've seen him do in the past. He was making things happen on the defensive end and offensive end. Yeah, he had a clutch three. He had a nice steal off Joel Embiid. And the one thing I like about his game, what he was doing, he actually got an offensive rebound with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons at the rim. So shout out to him getting that rebound, kicking the ball out, and led to a Kawhi in the three, which is awesome. Like I said, 10.6 boards and six assists. For Kyle Lowry, Serge Ibaka, I thought played big too. He had 17 points, and eight rebounds. If he can play like that every night, they can have the advantage of beating the, the Milwaukee Bucks. But you're looking at Jimmy Butler, one for six from the three-point line. You're not gonna win no games. 16 points, four boards. You're looking at Tobias Harris, who I thought was gonna have a good series, which he did, 15 and 10. Joel Embiid, 21 points, 11 boards, four assists. He was another person who was one for six from the three-point line. Like I said, Marcus, I don't need my big man shooting threes. And people looking at how these how this team lost. When you got Joel Embiid shooting threes early, you tell me his first three attempts are three pointers. Then his next couple of shots is two foot jumpers. He had to let people know. And man, feed me the ball in the paint. 
because he was set the tone early. Get the front court in foul trouble. That's the same thing I said about Al Horford and all these bigs and Steven Adams. If they want to win, man, insert your big man early. Get them going. Look what the, um, the Golden State Warriors do. Even though Kevon Luna don't touch the ball as much, they, they start him off in the inside. He get going. Let him got a couple of post moves. It's very like he like it's very rare you see big man shooting threes. You see a bunch of them shooting threes now, excuse me. You see a bunch of big man shooting threes, but it's very rare you really see them banging in the paint. JJ Reddy had a solid night. He was fourth and eighth from the three-point line with 17 points. Ben no jumper sentiments. Back to that keyword I say, Marcus. He was horrified, petrified, and terrified of Kawhi Leonard. This guy has no jump shot. Man, I'm a key sentence, so he actually find one. He can't go into two K, can't go into two K or PlayStation Store Network and get twenty thousand VC and go buy a jumper. He needs to go in the lab, lock yourself up in the gym room, and get nothing but jumpers. Shoot the fifteen footers, man. Elbow shots, wing shots. It's 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 sad to see a person that is six foot ten. The only thing he can rely, two things he rely on is going straight to the bucket and that hook shot. He got it. He got to find a jumper, Marcus. I mean, he was the impediment to this whole series for that. Liability. Right. He, he makes, you know, if he attempts 10 more shots a game, or not 10, I'm going to go five. I'm going to say five more shots a game. Right. They don't even got to go in. If he just attempts five more shots, the game plan from Toronto's end has to change because they have to account that he may actually make a jumper, and now you got to defend him different. Now it opens things up for Joel and B down low. You know, even though Joel and B was shooting them threes, if Ben Simmons shoots some more jump shots and actually makes them, mm-hmm. everybody can't sag in the paint. You know, it's not like Jimmy Butler and J.J. Reddick, only people that's going to score outside the paint, or 15 and out. Now we got to account for uh, Ben Simmons with his big body and how he makes, the, makes plays on offense. We got to account for him too, and now Joe LB can operate freely in the paint mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. And you know what Ben Simmons is, man. Ben Simmons is an SR twenty two bond. He's a reliability. That's what you get when you can't get the full coverage on your on your car insurance. He don't have full coverage. He's an SR twenty two bond. If he get into an accident, you are held reliable for it. That's what he is. He need to go get him a jumper, get rid of that SR twenty two bond. Jumper that he got, and go get full coverage, man. He got, he got to say he the full package. How you? I hear what he be saying. Yo, Ben Simmons the full package you want in a star player, man. He ain't no full package. Full package can shoot. He can't shoot. That's why they don't take him. They had at first. They had this how this how you know he can't shoot. Serge Ibaka was on him. Every time they ran the play, he was glancing around. They was running plays through Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris. James Ennis and Joe Embiid. They're not running plays through Ben Simmons to shoot the ball. You see me? He's so far away from the basket. It's a doggone shame. Like I said, SR-22 bomb. He ain't one general. Ain't full coverage. He can't get into a car accident and say, you know what, God, me get the Chrysler 300. No, sir, you don't have the full coverage. So, Ben, so you don't have a full jumper? You can take you could take this Chevy Aveo. That's what he is. You can't you can't win with him like that. He's a liability. Stop saying he's a. I hate when people say he's a star. He's in the only reason he made the All Star because he playing in the East. If he was in the West, he would not be an All Star. Like he's saying that right to this day, 
He is no rookie of the year. I hate that rule the NBA got. Because you miss, because you get injured, we're going to penalize you. So you then next you come back and be a rookie. They don't do that in the MLB baseball. They don't do that in the NHL. And they sure don't damn do it in the NFL. When you get injured in the NFL, your rookie season is over. You come back as a second-year pro. Right. So this NBA yep. need to change that. That is so flawed. So I'm with, my, I'm, I'm with Donovan Mitchell. I'm with Donovan Mitchell. He the real rookie of the year. Right. 100% agree with that. Like, there's no way that... Uh, there's no way that uh-huh. could be a pro a whole year, and then the next year they still classifying you as a rookie. Right. Like and even in the college, you you're a red shirt freshman. Right. When you come back, you are they still designate you as red shirt shirt sophomore. <laughs> right. So it, it it don't mean you're you're a sophomore when you're you know your first uh, year of playing college basketball. You're considered a red shirt, so right. you can't run, win. Uh, like, you know, any of the freshman uh, of the year awards in the basketball, you only can win the the awards that aren't designated as freshmen. So I don't understand why the NBA won't, like, acknowledge, like, oh, yeah, this guy's really not a rookie. <laughs> exactly. He's really not a rookie. He has some veteran, or some, a pro experience, which is a, makes a world of a difference in pro sports. Watching that Philadelphia game, I thought Brett Brown lost that game for the 76ers more than so than the players. Like I said, players play, but the coaches coach. He didn't really change nothing to get his team going. Uh, Mike Scott didn't give you nothing. He had two points. James Ennis, like I said, has what, six points. That's not enough if you want to beat a team. Like Kawhi Leonard, literally, what Nate, Nate Robinson called him Terminator Jordan. And when you're looking at what he did, like, me, he was texting back and forth. Kawhi Leonard basically dismantled the Philadelphia 76ers. Like I said, I had Toronto winning the series, but I had Toronto winning in, in six. When I'm looking at what he did, Kawhi Leonard put another crack in that Liberty Bell right there in Philadelphia. When I go to Philly um, next month, I'm going to take a picture of him and say, this is what I'm talking about. This is the crack that he put in that bell. He put a crack in that bell, <laughs> another one. He said, so, said Kawhi did it. He got, this. Kawhi, he got two cracks now. Yeah, he got <laughs> two cracks. <laughs> And when I'm looking at this team here, can they can, they can't have a bad series going into the next round playing the Milwaukee Bucks. Before we get into the Milwaukee Bucks, I definitely want to talk about the Houston, the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors. There's no way that this team should have lost this series. I had I was all for the Houston Rockets winning this. I had to say, you text me, are you sure? I said with confidence, with my chest on like Kevin Hart would say, say it with your chest. I said yeah, I'm confident. Then I sat back and watched the game. I said, you know what? Let me, let, me, let, let, the, let basketball mind Dante get into this. Yeah, my name is Dante. You know, I go by Tay Wiggs. But, so I said, basketball, Dante, sit down. So I sat down before the game started. I said, okay, no Kevin Durant. So I said, okay, this is the same team that won a championship without Kevin Durant. You still had Clay Thompson. You still had your ingredients. You still had Steph. You still had Iggy. You still had Draymond. This team, this is that is still the same. They had that what we call that lineup? the death line that was out there. The death line that was out there, and you and like I said, if Houston want to win a game, Ben Gordon was four for ten. Marcus, he took ten shots with nine points. That when they win game, I said when Houston win games in this series, he goes off of twenty or more. If you keep him under the twenty hash, you got a better chance of winning. PJ Tucker had a fifteen points, three steals. That's not bad. 
But I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what they was missing Houston Rockets. Click and Pella had ten and ten. That's not bad. But he he's one dimensional. This guy has no post moves. He just run to catch oops. He is scared when he get a rebound. He's scared to go back up with it and finish. That means he's weak minded. He's not strong. Might say, you know what? I'm gonna go with some authority. I'm gonna tear this rim up. He did. Every time he got an offensive re- or defensive rebound, I mean offensive rebound, he threw the ball back out. James Harden had 35 points, eight rebounds. That's a James Harden game. Chris Paul had 27 points. So, okay, this deal, they still had everything going. But like I said, if if Ben Gordon, not I'm calling Ben Gordon, he's gone. Lee. If Aaron Gordon. <laughs> If Aaron Gordon, if, if Aaron Gordon gave you 17 points, Marcus, they would have won. He didn't even get it. He got to be more vocal out there. But I'm, this is what I'm going to say how they lost the game. Who was missing in this series that you thought who should have been playing? Hmm. In that series? Yes. For the Rockets, they, they were fully, fully fast. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that he's missing that, that who didn't play in this series. Kenneth the Manimal Fareed. Where was he at? Yeah, that's coaching right there. Yes, he was available. <laughs> he was available. <laughs> you, you, you used them all in the first round? And got you out the first round with you? And you didn't use them in this round? Mike D'Antoni. I'm about something like stupid. I'm about something like Stephen A. Smith. Blasphemy. <laughs> so you, this is what Stephen A. Smith was saying. So you tell me you signed this brother, Kenneth Reese. <laughs> and you didn't use him one damn freaking time. He, he didn't use them. He didn't use them. Another body out there to grab rebounds. He, we know he's not scared to put the ball back up on an offensive rebound. You right. didn't use them. You use Nene. That's what Stephen A. Smith said. You use Nene over Kenneth Fareed. An old Nene who could barely get down the court and only gave you two or, two or four points. You use Kenneth Fareed, an animal. Someone who could match the intensity of Draymond Green. We didn't see none of that. I mean, they really needed him against uh, Kevon Looney because he right. made, he changed the game for him. He came out for the Warriors and was giving them everything that the Rockets needed. Well, what was getting from Kevin Fareed in the first series, in the first round, I mean, they got uh, the Warriors getting that from Kevon Looney. And not once did I see him walk up to the uh, to the scorers table to check in. Not one time. I'm like, they got to do something. They got to do something to match that energy Kevon Looney brings. <sighs> I didn't see no Daniel House. Exactly. I didn't see no Daniel House Juniors. I didn't see none of these guys they played with in the first round. I'm looking like no Manimal, no Kenneth Reed. Like, I'm gonna be honest. That Mike T- Dan Tony offense would never win a damn NBA championship like that. Never, never, never. All that running, no, never ever. Andre three thousand, ever ever. Sorry, Miss Harden. Ooh, I am for real. <laughs> that is never winning an NBA championship. And because he don't do nothing different. He, he didn't expose no weaknesses or no matchup that he had. Let's be honest. Chris Paul didn't lost his step. He is not the same CP3. He went from, now we, we take him from CP.2.5 to CP.2.0. He just a MacBook. He ain't a MacBook Pro. <laughs> He needed a whole new processor to be downloaded. Right. He's not fast right. no more. He had the one scene where he was kept dribbling and dribbling trying to get around nobody. Chris Paul, nobody's not going for them stiff head fakes no more. Nope. 
And he be flopping too. And you be flopping. Like you really throwing yourself at. This is where I ultimately lost some kind of credit. I ain't gonna say respect. This is where I lost some credibility from Chris Paul. Steph Curry wanted to go shoot around the night before the game from seven to eight. Okay. Come to the arena. For some reason, Steph Curry trying to figure out how did Chris Paul find out he was shooting from seven to eight. Hey man, Chris, hey Steph, come on, man. That's be honest, man. You you mean you how he figured this out? It's the same thing all teams do. Parking lot garage manager, staff security. <laughs> staff security knows some of the player security numbers. Hey man, it's a tip. I got a tip for you. What's that? Hey man, Steph Curry just arrived to the arena. He right now he's getting dressed. He's about to lift weights. He about to hit the court in about 10 minutes and start shooting around. All right, Chris Paul, I'm on my way. Chris Paul, so dirty. He comes to the he comes to the gym and work out and run the full length in the NBA floor. Steph Curry said, hey, man, can, hey, can you take half? I get half. Chris Paul said, no, nah, man, I'm taking the whole floor. So Steph left. Ultimate, ultimate, that's, that's, that's dirty. But, you, but like he said, when they won that game, Steph said, yeah, run me off the court again now, boy. What I like about that, right. Draymond said, yeah, run us off the court. Yeah, we ran him off, we ran him off, the, we ran Chris Paul the court for the, for the rest of the summer. Woo! Right, ran him off his own court. At that off too. his own his court. Own Houston. Court. Right, Houston. Just like somebody coming in your backyard to play basketball. Right. And then they tell you to go home. Like, go in the house. And why they keep playing on your court. <laughs> right. And, and uh, how Golden State won this? The fourth quarter, they scored. They outscored them by 10, 36 to 26. But looking at Andre Iguodala, 17 points, five steals. You know you lost the game. He's going five for eight from the three-point line. And he shoot, rain, he shoot rainbow threes. Draymond Green, eight points, ten boards, seven assists. That's a Draymond Green game. Like I said, most people don't like Draymond Green. I like the intensity he brings because one thing I like about him, he don't have to play. He don't have to score. He can score if he wants to. He he sacrifice that and play straight defense, be an irritant, be in your face, talking trash. And that's what separates him them from the Houston Rockets. They don't have nobody out there really talking trash, going back and forth. I thought the Houston Rockets didn't play Houston Rockets basketball. I'm looking at Andrew Bogut. Gotta do it, Marcus. Gotta do it. Donut guy. Oh. I don't even remember him playing, though. He was out there just pulling and grabbing people. It was like a missed calls <laughs> going back and forth on both ends. I want to get to that referee stuff. At the end of the day, I'm not going to sit and say, hey, the referees made a bad call. They're going to miss, man. Referees only can see so much, but they can see. But at the end of the day, man, you got to play through it. The Houston Rockets kept getting caught up while the referees ain't getting calls. Like, why they not getting no calls? Like, dude, y'all sent the whole, y'all sent the whole documentary DVD to about these are the causes y'all miss. This is what they do. Y'all do the same thing. So I'm tired about I'm tired of hearing about the Houston Rockets, how they not get no calls. Y'all said the whole DVD, documentary, basically. Sam, this is the cause that y'all miss. So listen, it should have so been game plan, Instead right. of doing that. Should have been game right. plan. You they wasted all that time to, to come up with a DVD series with the Go to State Warriors do. Man, we can we can talk about referee missing calls all day long. But the, at the end of the day, the whole object is to get that ball into that hoop. Now, look, look at you look at Kevon Looney. He gave you 14 points, five rebounds. Outplayed Kirk Capella again. Sean Livingston gave you 11 points. He's not the same Sean Livingston. He, he don't have that same quickness. But I'm going to tell you one thing, though. He put you in that blender in that paint, man. 
They post you up, man. You can right. forget about it. Speaking you can of mid-range, like he's he's automatic from right. 10 to 15 to 10 feet. Like he don't miss. Like that's guaranteed money. Anytime like he, he go down there. You're looking at Clay Thompson. He come in with 27, seven for 13, with uh two for, from the three-point line. You can't stop that when he's on fire. The Splash Brothers. Then look at this, Steph Curry. This this one I definitely thought Houston messed up. You held Steph Curry scoreless in the first half. No points. Three fouls. And the, and the sad part about it, the Rockets is down by seven with no KD. No KD. He goes off in the third quarter, scored 10 points, goes off in the That's fourth quarter and get you, hit you up for 23. When you're looking at Steph Curry, people, I looked at Steph Curry, I said, man, y'all forgot, man. This dude is an assassin, man. He's a baby face killer, killer. <laughs> He's going to kill you. He's gonna keep shooting. He don't know what a shoot. He don't know what a shooting slump is. He might be shooting horrible from downtown, four from eleven. But Steph Curry don't know what a sh- what a shooting slump is. That, do- that man. People don't game plan for Draymond Green, Kevin Durant. You know what people coaches huddle sound like when I listen to the NBA inside the, the huddle when they be showing on NBA TV. Coaches right to say, "Hey man, somebody put a body on Clay. Man, put a body on, on Steph. Put a body on Steph. <laughs> He's the one who can who can get them teams going." I mean, when you're looking at this, when you're looking at these guys, man, it's hard to beat the Warriors. There's a possibility that DeMarcus Cousins is supposed to be coming back in the playoffs in this round. Eight. How do you feel about the chances of DMC coming back, Marcus, of just taking over in the next round if, if he's healthy enough to come back? Man, I don't there's no way he's going to be all the way right coming back from an injury like that. Like, I think it's a risk for the Warriors even considering playing any type of meaningful minutes in his next series because he's just really going to slow him down because he, like, to come from playing uh, the type of intensity and um, up-and-down pace that they play in the playoffs to be mm-hmm. sitting out speed. weeks, weeks. And, I mean, he's, he's not getting any type of, uh, you know, reps. Like, he couldn't even practice. Right. So, he's going to come in all the way, Rusty. And they're going to have to pretty much game plan for him to get back in shape and get into the mix of things. And I, I don't think Portland is – they're too good of a team for them to, to risk trying to do that. I mean, they can probably work them in, in games once they, they've been decided, either, you know, victorious or, you know, you know they're losing. But I don't think they should play them any meaningful weekend meaningful minutes in a series. Like, if he's healthy, yeah, dress him up, suit him up, play him during you no know, garbage hours, but don't. He can't play big-time minutes in a, in a series because them cry-pride cookers on Portland, they'll eat him up. They won't get him in pick-and-roll situations, and he ain't going to be able to survive. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100% just because I just think this game speed, he got to keep up. We know, I know Kevin Durant right now, he's out for the first two games. And I always tell people, I feel like to me, just watching Portland Trailblazers, I always feel like the Portland Trailblazers to me had the best backcourt in the league just because both of them guys play offense and defense. And, and if they can steal one and go to state on their floor, they got to win game one. It's very often that you see teams go – 
to Golden State and steal game one on the road. They had to steal one of those games to boost the confidence up. Yeah, if they get that game one, the whole series change. Then uh, what the Warriors do, which they always have done, even with Kevin Durant, is they panic. Coaching staff included. So the Portland win game one, all of a sudden they're rushing to get KD back. He ain't all the way healthy. They're rushing to try to get DeMarcus Cousins in there. He ain't all the way healthy. Those things impact the long-term outcome of the series. So if they want to play that game and not come out game one, like everything on the line, like it's a game seven for them, this series is going to get real interesting because Dame and CJ – they got their look in the eyes. Like they, they ain't trying to go home no time soon. They're going to do whatever it takes. If that means deferring and letting the other guy take the one, you know, taking the multiple, you know, the magnitude of the shots, they're going to do that. Right. That means, you know, dishing out assists, they're going to do that. That means they got to go out there and get their hands dirty, get rebounds, they're going to do that. Right. And I don't see that type of fight yet in the Warriors. I mean, I'm not saying they can't get there, but right now they don't got it. They just still living off of we the Warriors, nobody can beat us. You know, we just right. proved it against this Houston team who pretty much folded like a cheap tent in that game six. Not a cheap tent, though, for thirty four ninety nine. <laughs> yes, sir. Without the warranty. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, not think about this, how this matchup is going to go. This is about to be one hell of a matchup because now you got Zach Collins stepping out shooting threes. And Phil to realize he was shooting threes like this in Gonzaga, too. But not only he can shoot threes, he can go inside. Portland got the bigs now. Miles Leonard, Zach Collins, and you got Katner. So they got the bigs. The only thing is, can they play up to the same magnitude that they did in the last series? We know Portland can go on cold streaks too. So you can't go on a cold streak against the Golden State Warriors. You go on that cold streak, they're going to make you pay. They can there's sure. 15, 10 point when you up by 15 points on them, that's not safe. That's being down by five points. It takes them three threes to cut the lead back down to six. That easy. You have to play fundamentally sound basketball. And somebody need to play defense. Take your time on offense and don't rush any shots. They want they play defense so you can rush your shot. They get that long rebound and leads out to a leaks out to a, a, a fast break. I want to say, man, this is tough to pick. A lot of people probably want to go to State Warriors. If I had a chance, I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to say Warriors in six in this series. That's if Portland, if Portland can still get play this. I'm going to say Warriors in six, but my mind, my mind keeps telling me Portland may get these guys. Yeah, I'm going. I'm sticking with the Port. I'm going Portland in seven. Portland at seven. Nah, this may be a sinking ship I'm on, but I'm, I'm riding. I'm like the Titanic man. I'm riding. I'm gonna play until it sinks. I'm so you thinking. Like the, you say you like the captain of the boat. Captain right. gotta stay on the boat. He go down with his boat. Um, I know what. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with you. I take my eyes back. I'm gonna say Portland at seven. Hey, Portland at <laughs> seven. They gotta just come because to us now. If, they gotta come through now. Just because if Dane and CJ is clicking, it's gonna, probably can be a long night for the Golden State Warriors. That means somebody gotta keep up with Stephen. Andre Iguodala and Draymond Green can't guard all them. Can't guard both them guys now. 
That means somebody else got to step up on this on this Portland Trailblazers team. I'm looking for X factors. I'm going with Ennis Kettner to be one in the, in the starting rotation. And I'm looking for somebody off the bench to go and have a nice way. Can Evan Turner come off the bench and, and, and give them some valuable minutes? And maybe not. Maybe it might be Steph Little, but Steph Curry who may come through in some clutch shots because he is the better three-point shot uh, percentage maker against with the two combined. Yeah, I, I just think the uh, that backcourt is is more well-rounded. I think um, Steph is better than you know all the backcourt uh, guards from both teams, but I think the combination of CJ and Dane is better than the combination of Steph and Clay. I mean, I know what Clay can do, but he's not as versatile as CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum just showed us he can take over a game like as if he's the main guy. So. And, you know, Steph, I mean, Clay has done that before, too, but not in the, the versatility that CJ did. He off the drill mid-range. He took one three, had 37, like, uh, what do you have, 40 or 38, 39, 37 points? 37. 37. So his, I'm, I'm relying on them, their versatility to over, get them over this hump. His mannerism says it all. Like, you know what? He looked at Dame. Let's go. And like what Dame said, he said, Coach, he hot. Beat him. Man, that's what I love about Damian Lillard. He's not an ego guy. He, he already know, man, Coach, I'm off, man. Hey, Coach, Coach, Coach Scott, man, give it to CJ. See, that's CJ torture. He put Tory Craig in the blender. I mean, when he had him in the blender, I'm looking like, what type of shake he about to make? Another banana milkshake? Uh, blueberries and peaches milkshake? He said, you know what? He gave him the whole works off the Smoothie King. He can about to be all this. He got all that. And the little drip that you try to get out, out, the, out the blender. He got all of it. Right. And I, he, he, he gets the MVP of the game for that. So that right there is going to be one matchup. Milwaukee Bucks and the, the Milwaukee Bucks and Toronto Raptors matchup for their game, Marcus. I'm, just, I'm sorry to say this. I'm like, Kawhi, I like you. Terminator, Jordan, as as I would say in Milwaukee Bucks language, the Bucks stops here for them guys. They don't have Toronto. Don't have no shooters. Danny Green is very streaky. You don't know what you're going to get from him. Kyle Lowry is another streaky shooter. Uh, Serge Ibaka is up and down. Marcus All right now is a no show, no factor for them. Only person doing something is, is Kawhi Leonard. The claw. So you're telling me now the Milwaukee Bucks got back. They got their shooter back. Now you got Chris Middleton, a.k.a. Michael Red Jr. You got him out there going. If Aaron Bledsoe is going to torch Kyle Lowry. And now if Aaron Bledsoe can come out and give me the 18 points and 8 assists with the 6 rebounds, Toronto, you in trouble. You are in trouble. To me, it's a wrap. I mean, not, I'm not saying they're gonna get swept, but I just think Bucks and six. The Bucks is better coach here. Bucks and six. They better coach. They got. They just got more weapons, and their weapons ain't scared. You know, right. Toronto weapons is petrified, except for horrified, <laughs> except for Kawhi Leonard, except for Kawhi. Cool, calm, killer. Yeah. Look, yeah. man with man with the <laughs> laugh. Do you buckets? <laughs> right. Right, right, right. They, they, 
I'm laughing because they was like, hey, Kawhi, do you know you you the only person hit a game winning shot in the game seven in the semifinals? He's like, oh, for real? <laughs> I mean, like, that's what he's like, oh, <laughs> He's like, oh, for real? Uh, so no emotion. Uh, he's right, a killer. Right. Uh, forget that Mamba mentality. He has that Kawhi claw mentality. He has that bear killer instinct. Mm-hmm. He's going to bring it. Bears are very, bears don't show no emotion. They walk around the park looking for food. Then they come out no with that mauling stuff. That's what he's doing. He got their mauling teams. Give me the Bucks and the Six. Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo will be an MVP. James Harden didn't play with no MVP in this series. I thought if he was going to get the MVP, that would have been a series to get the MVP, to, to put his name on it. So you know what? You got past the hurdle. You finally got past the Golden State Warriors to punch your ticket to the Western Conference Finals. But the, fir- the thing he punched, he punched a Southwest Airlines ticket to go, f- to go fly <laughs> from Texas to L.A. to go home. That's what he punched. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, news going around. Kristaps Porzingis get jumped in his hometown by five guys. It's speculation saying the, the noise is about him getting being traded from New York to Dallas. So where he's from, Euro stepped all over his face, man. His face is all bloody. Yes, I see a Euro step. They they they, they, they roof uh, Where is he from? The Vatican. Latvia. Right. The mafia. The gang. Right. Oh, so you just want to leave New York, huh? Yeah. Euro step all over his face. I thought that was. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of sad because you would think when you go in your own hometown city. That you would think people don't don't would not bother you. Most rappers and high profile celebrities and athletes die in their own in their own city, their own hometown. You would think that's supposed to be the one right. place you can go you can go places where nobody bothers you. But I feel like that human being like that I always thought when you when you a superstar or a player of that magnitude, you got a recognizable face, they should always at least travel one one bodyguard and let them know, hey, this ain't happening. I thought that was a punk move by those guys. I hope those guys get caught and justice will be served for Porzingis. He didn't, he didn't ask for that. Man, he's on the town with his girlfriend, man. So disrespectful, man. Just chilling. Chilling in the hometown. I right. can't even do that no more. So the Cavaliers get their new coach, John B- Bayline from Michigan. So he's a Michigan guy, but he's also from Toledo, Ohio. So, you know, I got the, the Ohio guys in there, Ohio mm-hmm. players. So when I look at this pick, when I look at this, with the Cavaliers, so this is the third coach the Cavaliers has picked up with non-NBA experience. We know David Black was the other coach, and he's just the, you know David Black led us to an NBA championship, and we lost that first one go around. It's not his fault because he played with a deck of cards that went fully healthy. Kevin Love, who got injured by Kelly mm-hmm. Olynyk in that round <laughs> of the playoffs, Kyrie cracked his kneecap in the NBA Finals game one. I remember all this stuff. People. Like black people say, they can't tell you, they can't remember winning, who won championships, but I can tell you who lost championships. It's kind of hard sometimes to remember the winning teams, but I can remember who all got injured. Kelly Olenek pulled Kevin Love out of the socket at the Garden, and Kevin Love went straight to the locker room. So Man, He put him with the WWE move. Can't right. forget that. <laughs> so, looking at the Cavaliers, with with John Bay John Bayline, what what would the future hold for the Cavaliers with this type of pickup? 
We know the NBA draft lottery is tomorrow. Not the NBA draft. The NBA draft lottery is tomorrow. Right, so the Cavaliers have a 14% chance of getting number one draft pick, just i.e. like the Phoenix Suns and also the New York Knicks. So we're going around speculating. Now I'm reading through different endeavors around the internet and stuff, looking at different sports stuff by verified people. From what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing, saying that if the Cavaliers or New York Knicks wind up with the first pick of the NBA draft, that those two teams are willing to trade that pick for LeBron James. Now, we know Wait, LeBron what? James trade. <laughs> yeah, so LeBron James have no... He read his trade clause, so he can be traded any given moment. That's the one thing he did with the Lakers. He signed with them. He read his no trade clause. Now, what happened if LeBron, New York, and Kyrie Irving comes with him? What happened if, Kyrie, what happened if he gets traded back to Cleveland and Kyrie come back to Cleveland? What would be the perception of Kyrie getting an standing ovation coming back to Cleveland? Will they stop? Will he he's the whole reason why the Cavaliers in this mess as well too. Him and LeBron. Would it be funny to get those two guys back just for the the first round draft pick? If they go, why would you want to bring back a thirty five year old LeBron James going into next season? How would that figure out with the Cavs fans bringing LeBron back? Some would love it, some probably don't hate it. I, I hate to say this, but I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Not enough. If I had Zion with LeBron, uh-huh. I, I, I'm taking Zion. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, LeBron, can, he, he found his way out. He can find his way back without us getting up graphics. <laughs> right. So I'm looking at that. So what pick you think the Cavaliers might get? Just going out there on them. You think they're gonna between? You think they're gonna be the? You think gonna get the first round draft pick, second, third, or fourth? I'm really feeling like is they're gonna get the second second pick this year. I mean, I would be shocked if they got the first pick again. Like that's like four times in a decade. That's crazy. Like I don't see that happening. My eyes is just not pointing towards that. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna go out on the limb. We already know the Phoenix Suns don't want Zion Williams. They already made it clear that they want John Morant. Now, a lot of people said the draft lottery is finagle, is fixed. They're, the Phoenix Suns already told them what they was going to do. Now they'd be messed up. The Phoenix Suns get the number four draft pick. They don't even get their hands on John Morant. Because they already hmm. said what they was going to do. They said they'd rather have another point guard. We don't, we don't need, we don't need uh, Zion. Why would you don't need them? You had you had Zion, D. Booker, and DeAndre Ayton. So you you had you had your small forward and your center, which be some, you had you had you had three you had three of the best cornerstones. You have a, you had your shooting guard, you got your small forward, and you had your center. Those are the key pieces people need on the team anyway to get over the hump. Yes, you need a point guard, but it's nothing like having that big down there who can grab you who can get key offensive rebounds. And Zion will get you a lot of offensive rebounds. He's a show when it happened. Like I said, Marcus, I'm going to go on a limb. I think the Cavaliers is going to have the number one draft pick yet again. It's going to hurt people. The Cavaliers are going through a makeover at their stadium. It's called Rocky Mortgage Fieldhouse. Get rid of the queue for quick and loans. I'm going on a limb. I think we're going to get the future of the coming. The strongest man that I have seen up close and personal when I was working at the ACC tournament. Zion 
Williamson would become a Cleveland Cavalier. Now, how do you, what you think is going to happen? You said you think the Cavaliers might get second. Say the Cavaliers did get second, Marcus. Who do you think they're going to pick up with that second pick? Say if it ain't Zion. Because we know. We know that the Cavaliers not saying nothing about this. But according to Darren Gilbert, he's flying his son out to New York. Nick will probably have this famous bow tie on. Because every time he wears the bow tie, the Cavaliers always walk away victorious with the first pick of the NBA. What you think what you think is gonna happen tomorrow night as the ping pong balls come out the machine? You know, Nick always bring them luck, so like I said, I'm going two. And I don't think I really don't think they'll get number one pick again. So I'm going with two and I think they get John Morant. That's if Zion. Like if the Suns get number one and they stick true to their word and they don't pick Zion. Then I think the Cavs are taking John Moran at number two. Or if Zion available, they're gonna take Zion. Hmm. 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 I can agree with that. But I think the Cavaliers, I think the Cavaliers may walk away with that first round draft pick yet again. And they're gonna be mad. And it's gonna be say the Cavaliers, how do they win this? This is like winning the mega millions. I think the Cavaliers gonna wind up with Zion for some odd reason. I just had that feeling. It's the same feeling I have when the Cavs get the first round draft pick. And they got LeBron James, and they kept saying to becoming. It's only right. I think he's going to play for a small market team because, according to what he said, he don't care who drafted him, but some people in his camp said he'd rather play for a small market team. And your small market team in that list is, is that they got a high, they have a high drive pick would be the Cleveland Cavaliers. Chicago Bulls is a big market city. New York Knicks is definitely a big market city. So I'm looking at stuff like that. Then I want him to go to Phoenix. He's not going to Phoenix. The ownership there is terrible. He want a new stadium. He want a new stadium. He can't go. He can't even get the players. So before we wrap this up, Marcus, I'm going to say this: the Lakers got their coach, Frank Vogel, and Jason Kidd. The only reason why Frank Vogel took that he got three years. He want to be known. This is a popular choice for him. He wants the popularity. <laughs> No, 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 no. Jason Kidd's going to be the head coach regardless. He's going to take right. over the head coaching duties. I think something's deeper than, like I said, Kirk Rambis and, and Linda Rambis is making the calls. First of all, Lakers have no player operations. You barely, we barely know who the, who the GM is. We know Jenny Buss is the owner and took over. But it's hard to say that the Lakers ain't made the playoffs within five to six years now. It's kind of bad for an L.A. team. So I'm thinking on this limb. They get the guys. Can they find – it's going to be hard. Can they find the pieces to complement LeBron? We already know if you, if you want to play with LeBron, you got to give him a guy, a high-energy guy who's going to grab rebounds. And you need about three or four shooters. He, doesn't, he didn't have that this year. Yes, he missed 18 games with the injuries. Everybody been injured. But you got to find LeBron James from guys. The ring and tear is coming. People say, oh, he's so physique. One thing I know, there's one thing he cannot be. It's called Father Time. Father Time catches everybody. Father Time is catching LeBron James. Been playing organized basketball since the, the fifth grade. That's a lot of wear and tear on them legs. He might be from Akron, but them legs ain't good year tires. Them legs got over 300,000 miles on it. Until next time, folks, this is After Hours Live for the Man K. This is Tay Wiggs. <laughs> and we out of here.
Thank you for listening to After Hours Live from the Man Cave Podcast. If you would like to hear more from me and my man Tay Wiggs, please go to your favorite podcast listener and subscribe to us. We are just about everywhere nowadays. We're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple iTunes and Google Podcasts. So if you like what you hear, subscribe to us to hear more. Oh, and before I go, please also hit up our Anchor profile page that's anchor.fm forward slash after hours live from the man cave and click that little purple button that says support this podcast and help us out. Peace. <laughs>